0: What's Freaks? It's your boy Marty here to introduce this rip of Rabbit Hole Recap. Great two-hour guy. A lot going on. Matt and I got in a little tiff over energy. It's a good one, though. We made up. This rip was brought to you by our good friends down the hall here at the Bitcoin Commons in Austin, Texas. Unchained. Unchained is here. Building the financial platform of the Bitcoin Standard the right way. They do everything leveraging Bitcoin's native multi-sig properties. They have their vault, which is a two or three multi-sig where you hold two keys. Unchain holds one, so you can take sovereignty over your Bitcoin, but also have a collaborative partner if you ever need uh, someone there to sign a transaction beside you. Uh, on top of that, they have their lending desk that so you can use Bitcoin as collateral to get out a U.S. dollar loan. It also leverages a two or three multi-sig escrow account where you hold one key, so you have visibility knowing that your Bitcoin's not being rehypothecated and that you're going to get it back after you pay back the loan. They have a trading desk so you can buy Bitcoin and send it straight to cold storage. And they also have an IRA product which allows you to hold your, your own keys. You can transition your IRA into Bitcoin and hold your own keys. It's the best way to hold Bitcoin in an IRA. And they've really streamlined that process. Uh, they, they launched a new onboarding process a couple of weeks ago. And so now if you want to transition your IRA into Bitcoin using Unchained's IRA product, it's much easier to do that. So go check them out, hit up their consultation team, go to unchained.com, slash consultation, tell them that TFTC t- sent you, excuse me, tell them that RHR sent you, because this is RHR, not TFTC, I get them mixed up every once in a while. Um, go check them out, unchained.com, slash consultation. This group is also brought to you by our good friends at CoinKite. They built this thing right next to me, the Block Lock. They build the best Bitcoin hardware in the space, Whether it's security hardware, like their cold card, their q1 which is making a lot of progress uh, or their sats cards and tap signers if you're securing your bitcoin and you want to put it in cold storage and have peace of mind knowing that you're using the best hardware on the market make sure you're using Queen kite products whether it's their mk4 again the q1 that'll be released in the future sats card tap signer get a block clock check out the open dime uh, they've been around for over 10 years they've been iterating on these products, so if you're looking for a Bitcoin-only dedicated hardware device, go check out CoinKite's products. Cold Card MK4, best on the market right now. Go to CoinKite.com, try the code RHR. I still don't know if it works, but just try whatever. Just plug in some stuff. Enjoy this trip. Takey. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. I get back to Austin, you're on a back deck. How does this happen?
1: Yeah, I took the fam out to uh to the ocean for a week. Get some uh get a nice little rest before uh the fall sprint hits us.
0: Summer's over. Not officially, but unofficially. Labor Day has come and pass. Rolling into fall. I'm actually excited, giddy. To be back in the saddle here in austin to finally be able to. it's
1: interesting being in the south well you're in the south i'm like in the faux south i don't know uh no Georgia's no the south me. no but nashville no one can tell me if nashville is the south or not um i uh i think we might have talked about this on the pod but like the difference between labor day because of public schools like public schools in the south start earlier which doesn't make any in the sense north, start right after labor day so like labor day in the northeast is legit the last day of summer there's like two days and then public school
0: starts yeah and even down here in austin apparently they've moved it up a couple of weeks usually they start the week before labor day but my oldest started school on august 19th but we were we were still in jersey his first day of school was on tuesday but yeah it doesn't make any sense particularly down here in texas like the, august is the hottest month of the year
1: well that's why right because like you can't do anything so you might as well sit in the classroom air-conditioned
0: no especially for kids like they don't have recess or anything it doesn't make any sense
1: mind like it should be I labor think, day to I the week
0: think... after memorial day this is this is what the school schedule should be universally
1: well what is their reasoning
0: i don't know i haven't looked that far into i
1: think it. the reasoning is that it's just so fucking hot outside that and I might as well just be in school.
0: No, well, for those of us that escape the city in the summer, like let us stay in our escape. Maybe that school gets out earlier. Am I being right? a suit racist right now.
1: No, when <laughs> completely <unrelated. laughs> the, it it gets out earlier. Yes, so, it like, gets you out just before where your vacation is.
0: Gets out before Memorial Day.
1: Yeah, so you just leave at that point, and then come back earlier if you're gonna if you're gonna leave texas for the summer break or don't send your kids to public school but um that is a just an interesting differentiator and That's i r- mean i noticed that when we came down here as well because um i just think like the labor day crowds maybe are they're they're a little they're lessened from the northeast because a bunch of families are already in school yeah
0: it's uh it's thrown off my vibe you need to start school later i don't care good labor day to memorial day week after memorial day no matter where you are
1: well homeschooling fixes this
0: it does um you should anchor the summer between memorial day and labor day it's pretty simple and then also i fucking love the water get rid of daylight it's savings so too. oh yeah there's nothing like salt water therapy So yeah, what happened
1: it... this week? I've been, I've not really been paying attention. Has it been a good week?
0: It's, uh, it's been a week. I don't know. I don't huge think...
1: Shout out to, uh, to our friends at Baltic honey badger for throwing. And I'm sure what was an amazing conference this past weekend and huge shout out to our friends in Atlanta who are throwing tapconf uh, this weekend. And, um, just know, I, I, I love you all. Um, but I also incredibly appreciate my, my time with my family on the water with some relaxation.
0: Yeah. I was able to catch um Sam Wooter's talk at the Baltic Honey Badger on YouTube. It was a good one on the State of the Lightning Network. Despite price being down, channel capacity falling, the number of transactions on the Lightning Network are skyrocketing. It's good to see. He does very, great work. Very efficient. Shout out to Sam. Um and
1: I don't know if you said it, but he's with River.
0: Yes, I did.
1: So he sees uh River does, you know, a lot of volume. They also have their enterprise product, River Lightning Services. So they have a particular good insight into what's going on in Lightning right now.
0: Yeah. It's both a
1: feature and a bug of Lightning that um it's very difficult to get a complete picture. You, 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 you're able to see certain parts of the network that you have liquidity and, and view in, and uh, you kind of infer from there um, and, and make estimates and, and analysis based on that.
0: Yeah. Great talk. Go watch it. That's the first one I caught. There was a few others on my list to go, go back and watch, but they have both days. Of that conference up on YouTube if you want to go watch it. Always high signal. Shout out to Max and the Hoddle Hoddle team for throwing that. Again, sorry I couldn't be there. But likewise. We got a lot to talk about. You asked how's the week been? You've been in your little coastal getaway. has been a lot going on. Good and bad. And we're gonna talk about it. But first we'll jump into Clark's dashboard, the current price. Of Bitcoin is 25,830 cuck bucks. One cuck buck is going to get you 3,871 sats. Still teetering above a $500 billion market cap at 503.1 billion cuck bucks. We are at block height 806,623. Which means that we are exactly 15 blocks away from the last palindrome block. Which was 806,000. 6,000. Eight hundred six thousand six hundred eight, which is uh Bob Bob. That's a that's a really interesting palindrome there. Eight oh six six oh eight. Uppercase B, O, lowercase B, lowercase B, O, uppercase B, Bob Bob, Bob Bob. Beautiful palindrome block. Uh, we had a difficulty adjustment earlier this week, a couple days ago. It was a downward adjustment of two point six percent. Uh, We are currently 1,793 blocks away from the next adjustment, estimated to be on September 20th, so 13 days from now. That's looking like a negative 4.4% adjustment. We'll get into that, a lot going on. Within the Texas grid and the mining industry down here, there are currently 106,081 transactions in Clark's Mempool. Uh, If you're looking to get a transaction in the next block we'll go over to mempool.space and it's looking like you're going to need 19 sats per vbyte or excuse me 23 sats per vbyte and according to mempool's mempool there are 543,749 blocks or excuse me transactions that's 208 blocks that need to be cleared you're talking but you're on mute are you laughing?
1: I I deserve it. What? Or no, I was saying the days to Christmas Eve tick on. They How are you feeling about that bet, Marty?
0: Getting a little nervous. Not gonna lie.
1: I will say, um, I already consider it an emotional win against everyone who is talking shit against me uh, about mempools clearing, regardless of what happens next.
0: Okay. Duly noted. Duly every noted.
1: time I every time I go to send a transaction and I go and check what the current fee rate is, a little smile comes on my face.
0: Okay, it's nice to know you're getting some Schadenfreude out of us, <laughs> mempool clearers. Um, back to the dashboard. There are currently eight thousand seven hundred three point three Bitcoin in unspent capacity in Samurai's Whirlpool. Its unspent value of two hundred and twenty four point nine million cuck bucks that is the state of the network there's a lot going on we're going to get to what's going on in the mining industry oh what 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 before we get there what what do you have to say
1: uh we have mario sanchez in the comments uh with a question for you and he says would you pull your 401k to obtain bitcoin
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. Take the penalty. This is not financial (laughs) advice, but take the penalty.
1: Sounds like financial advice to me. Ape
0: in. Ape in. For my familia.
1: Well, I will not give financial advice, but I will say I do not have a 401k. I don't either. And I have Bitcoin. Yeah. Bitcoin is the real 401k.
0: 401ks are for NPCs. I'll just say that. Might as well just call it a 401 NPC.
1: <laughs> Position <laughs> petition to change the name.
0: Yes. Yes. Um,
1: okay. Well, I'm sorry I cut you off. You wanted to talk about the Texas mining grid.
0: I do. I do want to talk to that about that. But first, I think we start with the broader macro theme, which Logan, you can pull up the tweet from Sam Callahan that he sent out earlier today. Um, I think this is a good level set for the mining conversation uh, about what's going on down here in Texas over the last 24 hours. What? Stop looking at the chat.
1: No, I'm not looking at, I'm looking at the, uh, first of all, huge shout out to Sam. Um, But I'm just, just the little line, the blue line on the, we're drawing lines on oil demand charts now.
0: It's TA, dude. You got a TA, the demand chart. <laughs> um, there's a few things here. So Sam is quote tweeting Zero Hedge. If we go down, pull up the Zero Hedge tweet. Uh, so Sam was pointing out demand. Zero Hedge was pointing out supply. Um, and Zero Hedge sent this tweet out of the crude oil total inventory data uh, with the message: "It's about to get bad." Uh, So obviously the Biden administration has been completely draining the strategic petroleum reserve. Uh, And as you can see from this chart, it doesn't seem like the domestic production is really picking up. It's actually falling and reaching critical levels. If we're doing TA Um, it's falling back to end of 2022 levels from production. And then on top of that last week, we had OPEC plus come out and announced that they're going to continue their supply cuts. And so the supply side of the oil markets is becoming more and more strained. Um, and if you go back to Sam's tweet, when he was essentially what is this line that line's just pointing to the productions back to end of 2022 levels. I think the was, red
1: arrow gives you more engagement.
0: <laughs> um, but then I think all the supply is coming off the market and more is not being brought to market, but demand is still rising. And it's breaking through the technical levels that Sam has in this chart. I don't think Sam made this chart. He's sharing it from somebody else. It, but lo-
1: it looks like, correct me if I'm wrong, it looks like oil demand uh, is is designed to increase forever. Yes. And then it looks like supply is down.
0: Yes. Um, it looks like oil demand is getting back in line with its growth trajectory pre-2020 lockdowns. Um, obviously you have China, which is driving a lot of demand. India is really trying to bolster their economy and build that up. So they're going to be using a lot more oil here in the U S we still need it. uh, Despite the fact that we have an administration that is uh, trying to deny that fact and actually rolls into the other tweet. I wanted to share before we get into the mining conversation, which is the Biden administration came out this morning and announced an executive order that they are completely rugging, uh, Leaseholders uh, for the companies that have taken out leases up in the Arctic around Alaska. And so we have a situation here in the United States where the <laughs> WTI crude supplies are uh, h- historically low. The SPR is completely drained, and the Biden administration is canceling all remaining oil and gas leases issued under the last administration in the Arctic. Uh, ref. What are they saying refuge and proposing and proposing to protect 13 million acres in the western arctic that's so by alaska there's more to do but we're taking action to meet the movement for future generations um to meet the moment for future generations so
1: do you think um do you think biden keeps his ad revenue uh when he tweets or does that go
0: i don't know Maybe we got five
1: million views on this one.
0: It's just hooked up to Zelensky's Stripe account. Just goes straight, (laughs) straight to Ukraine. You know, innovation. Yeah, we have this. I would I would define it as a controlled demolition of our energy sector, particularly oil and gas here in the United States. Globally. So,
1: do we know how that works? Do we know how that works with the leases?
0: What do you mean? Like if they just rug, they can't drill. You have a lease. So you get a lease. um, So like you've
1: installed wells and shit. No,
0: no. So you get a lease, which allows you to explore. Um, So a lot of these leases are probably doing, some of them are probably drilled already. Others are probably doing the geological um, research to essentially determine where they're going to drill. What's going to be the highest probability of actually producing oil, where that would be um and, the, and this process takes a lot of time and so under the trump administration they opened up leases uh in alaska and i guess people began taking out those leases again it takes time you got to do the geological research you got to get the money to actually get um the capital to go drill then you got to find the drilling team that can do this particular type of drilling in the oceans and then you got to go do it so that takes a lot of time and i imagine I don't know the exact state of the leaseholders in this particular region, but I imagine a lot of them have put a lot of time, effort, and capital into beginning to drill and just got rugged this morning by the Biden administration. So
1: some of them presumably like already have wells and then that's all worthless.
0: Yes. A bunch of destroyed capital in time. Um, so yeah. I think there's a controlled demolition of the energy sector here in the United States, particularly Oil and gas—it's being attacked, which rolls into what's going on here in Texas, the oil and gas capital of the United States. Here, throughout ERCOT, yesterday the Texas, um, uh, basically the state government, sent out an emergency alert last night. Like, hey, we are desperately close to having rolling blackouts. And it was a bad situation around, I believe it was like 7 PM last night between five and seven last night. It was very hot. And going back to what we opened the conversation with, like I'm the perfect archetype. Um, So you imagine post labor day, tens of thousands, potentially hundreds of thousands of people flooded back to Texas to get back to work, get back to school. Uh, That was demand for electricity. That was somewhere else in the country escaping the heat. So we've all come back, we're turning on our ACs, we're turning on our lights, our dishwashers. And that is increasing demand on the Texas grid. And that's only compounded by the fact that um, the uh, the population of Texas has grown significantly over the last few years post COVID. Uh, I think I saw a stat right before we went live that July, 2022 was when peak demand in the summer was reached last year. And it was 72,000 megawatts to 72 gigawatts. And yesterday the demand on the grid was at 82 gigawatts. So you had 10 gigawatts of demand rise year on year. Um, so like one seventh increase, I can't do the percentage math in my head. what is that? 15% about say 15% increase thereabouts in demand year on year. Um, and so, yeah, we came close to having rolling blackouts last night. Luckily, There's a lot of miners like Iris and Riot that are engaged in ancillary services, demand response, and they were able to respond within seconds to turn off their machines and send that electricity back to the grid um, to make sure that we didn't have blackouts. And this is where things get interesting because this is happening only a week after Riot and Iris particularly announced uh, their Q2 financials or maybe it was even their july financials maybe they're doing month a month disclosures and uh, they were bragging about the fact that they got paid tens of millions of dollars for participating in these ancillary services so when riot iris and others that are engaged in demand response turn off their machines they get paid by the utilities companies by ERCOT for providing that service and it's they
1: get paid more than if they were running machines and mining bitcoin
0: yes and so like pull up the tweet from um let's see
1: significantly more from
0: daniel roberts who is uh yeah so daniel roberts is the co-founder and co-ceo of iris energy he tweeted this out um yesterday funnily enough uh, at 250 so only hours before uh we had these rolling blackout scares. Uh, Yes, we were paid to produce Bitcoin last month in Texas. Uh, They made uh, 28,000 per Bitcoin in negative electricity costs. So they were getting paid to turn off uh, plus 28 per Bitcoin when we sold it. So they made US 7 million, they made $7 million mining profit for the month across our four North American sites. A lot of that profit was driven by this demand response, getting paid for turning off their miners. Uh, And this apparently has set off uh and then you can go to the riots i don't
1: understand i mean like i understand demand response it's fucking awesome and i i understand that they get paid more um when 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 the grid needs them to turn off and allow that power and and when the grid doesn't need them then they provide a consumer so so we it results in um more robust energy infrastructure and energy generation but
0: go back to the tweet
1: tweet i I and don't pull, understand his tweet.
0: You got to pull up the, the quote tweet. Yeah, Iris. So Iris, the tweet that he's quoting, um, they essentially- Negative eight w-
1: cents power.
0: Yeah, so they were making $56,000 per Bitcoin mined when the price is at 28K. So they had 100% margin. Okay,
1: yeah. The way he explained it, especially since the Bitcoin price fluctuates, was like quite confusing. Like what was the Bitcoin price in August?
0: It was probably around like 20. many prices.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was higher than that, it was lower than that.
0: I imagine okay, so that like makes more sense. Yeah.
1: So they're almost, they're almost making, they're making double the amount that would be otherwise.
0: Yeah. I mean, their profit margins are literally a hundred percent or were a hundred percent due to the demand response.
1: No, they're great. I mean, if it's, if it's a normalized eight negative eight cents per kilowatt hour, then their margin was even higher than a hundred, right?
0: Potentially. Yeah. Could,
1: they they mined they had negative energy cost.
0: yeah they had negative negative
1: what that costs. means isn't that bitcoin miners are bad but that means is you need more energy generation capacity in texas
0: well okay this yeah. is where the conversation gets interesting pull up the riot tweet riot was essentially doing the same bragging like hey um riot had another strong month in july Amidst some of the most challenging operating months of the year, as temperatures in Texas have soared. Um, and if you go and you, we don't have to do it here, but if you go into the press release, they essentially explain the same thing that Iris explained. Like we made a shit ton of money. Do it, Logan. From participating in these ancillary services.
1: I'm just curious how they phrased it.
0: Uh, now you're gonna make me pull it up. You're really all over the place. Demand response demand response
1: See, there you go. I kinda like this. Yeah, I'm on vacation, but RHR must go on. Uh they made one point eight million dollars in July just for demand response. So they turned off their they turned off their miners and they were paid one point eight million dollars for turning them off.
0: Yes. But uh, you have
1: to subtract what they would have made mining the actual Bitcoin there, I guess.
0: Yes. Um, and then we can pull up the newsletter I wrote last night and we really just need to focus on the tweets that Pierre sent at the top of the letter. Um, and so what happened last yesterday was again, it's insane down here. Um, wind has been shitting the bed all summer. So that's why we ran into this demand supply imbalance. You had wind not producing anywhere near its total capacity. Um, and, uh, and you can see on the chart on the left, natural gas is picking up as wind is shitting the bed. Um, so you had that happen. And then this, these problems all happened. I think it was 7.00 PM to 9.00 PM actually when the sun went down. So you had wind not producing and then you had solar completely falling off the cliff because the sun does what it does every day. It's set and you're not producing, solar power when that happens. And so you had the situation where everybody got home from work, they turned on their ACs, they turned on their TVs, they did the dishes uh, and you had wind not producing any power and you had solar completely falling off a cliff. And that's where you had demand almost exceed supply. And we had the threat of blackouts. Luckily again, we had Bitcoin miners that were able to turn off within seconds to send that electricity back to the grid to make sure there wasn't rolling blackouts. However, is a very nuanced conversation and there's many people particularly in politics who don't understand the nuance of this and the rumors are that today uh, on the heels of riot and iris bragging about how much money they made in demand response all the local state politicians here in texas are screaming at governor abbott and calling for like an emergency meeting to take care of the bitcoin mining situation um and their perspective and their ignorant perspective frankly is that miners caused this problem. But as Pierre pointed out in his two tweets, it was really a lack of generation from wind and solar compared to their overall capacity. Um, And so you had the situation where supply fell pretty drastically when the sun went down and demand was ramping up at the same time. Luckily we had Bitcoin miners there to send it back to the grid to ensure that the demand was met. And this is where the nuanced conversation comes in. I've been saying this for years and I think as an in industry, the Bitcoin mining industry really needs to show some introspection and think really hard about how <laughs> you push the narrative on, on two fronts. Like with the demand response, I, I think it's completely fair that these miners are making millions, tens of millions of dollars engaging in demand response. It's a valid service if they were not there to consume the electricity before they respond, like it it likely would not be generated because you'd be wasting money. Like the fact that miners are there to provide revenue to utilities companies is a big thing. And uh, if they did not have these incentives to turn off, they would not be there in the first place. And so you would not have that electricity likely because it would not be profitable. like well, the if, government
1: doesn't have to pay them. Like no one's forcing them to pay the demand response. Like well, they're paying it because well, it's that's the, the thing. It's not even the service. government.
0: ERCOT's, ERCOT's a private grid system, so it's not the government. Quote private.
1: unquote, right?
0: Yeah. Um, they don't have to pay like, them. But it, like, but are
1: it, utilities are utilities private? Like, is is ERCOT down here? Yeah. Are we okay? I mean, do they have a government sanctioned monopoly? Can you like move into your house and like choose a different electricity provider?
0: I mean ERCOT, like the coordination. The way I understand it, ERCOT, the coordination of like the power distribution, the movement, of electricity, and the sale of electricity is private. There is a governing board above that. That it's
1: the scam, um, Marty.
0: Okay, but whatever. And the utilities within ERCOT are it's private.
1: This thing is private utilities in America.
0: No, that's a difference with Texas. Like we have a private grid, like, and that's why it's so robust. um Compared to everything the grid else.
1: Is, the, the grid is unique. The grid is unique because it's independent. But this idea that like these utilities are private and it's not government is, I mean, case in point, like, are you worried about ERCOT stopping this demand response program? Or are you worried about the G- Texas government stopping it?
0: Well, the government could come in with mandates and perturb the free market, which typically doesn't happen right. in Texas, but. Quote, unquote, that would be private. That would be infringing on the private uh ERCOT. Oh
1: yeah, it'd be really what a surprise.
0: But um, um No, again, going back to the nuance of this, this problem is driven. So number one, what what are the two fronts? There's
1: no nuance. That's yes, there's st- what is the nuance?
0: We've you are being extremely disruptive on this episode. We <laughs> shut up for five <laughs> minutes and let me explain it. Um there's two okay. fronts.
1: Another five minutes granted.
0: And shout out to Tom from Standard Bitcoin. He's been in he's been back channels, like screaming at people in demand response for two years, uh, almost like, hey, it's great that you're making this money. I understand why you're making this money. It makes sense from an economic perspective. The incentives are aligned, but people don't understand the optics of it. They see it and they think these greeter miners are holding the grid hostage. So on the demand response front, that's the first front. The mining industry really needs to get a, ahead of this narrative battle that is seems to be gearing up at the state level here in Texas, and will happen in other places too, and really walking people through the incentives and the economics of everything. Like, hey, if we're not here to consume this electricity uh, outside of peak demand, like that power is likely not gonna be generated because it's not profitable, um, we, we create this buffer. And when there is peak demand, like the only way that we will be here when there's not peak demand is if we're getting compensated during peak demand times and it works out economically you can run the numbers the utilities are making more money you have more reliable electricity like it, it all the incentives line up the economics make sense and then number 2 which i think is more important and something i've said many times over the year and i think it's hitting a head now is again the reason why we had these potential blackouts last night is cuz wind and solar shit the bed and You have the mining industry here in north america particularly really running with this narrative that bitcoin mining incentivizes the build out of more renewable generation but as i've said ad nauseum you can build gigawatts and gigawatts of capacity for wind and solar but it does not change the fact that they are unreliable last night proved that so i think again the mining industry has to have some introspection and be very particular and careful with that narrative because i actually think it's a detriment to the grid in the long run, the narrative we should be running with is we incentivize the build out of more reliable baseload. So we should build more nuclear plants, more natural gas plants, more coal plants. You should build out that baseload to an absurd level where you'll never come close to not having enough electricity to meet peak demand. and Miners will just soak up all the excess capacity. Uh, and then when you do reach peak demand levels and you need to send some electricity back to the grid, you're only sending a small portion of your overall mining operation back to the grid. It doesn't like you should build the base load to an absurd level where you never have to worry about blackouts. <laughs> Disrupt a mat is a precursor to Dell Is capsodell coming out.
1: So if your energy if your energy costs are expensive, you should generate more power.
0: Essentially, yes. But that's the problem. The the solution to generating more power here in Texas due to the renewable energy credits and the subsidies is unfairly tilted towards the expansion of wind and solar projects when it should, and it's pricing out natural gas, coal, and nuclear projects from even getting off the ground because they can't attain lift off because they don't have the subsidies. No, it doesn't fix itself. It fixes itself if the subsidies are removed.
1: Well, no, I mean, it fixes itself when like people don't have electricity or they're paying a shit ton of money for electricity and they don't want to do that anymore. So that they, they actually like produce cheap, robust, reliable energy yeah. to get their electricity <laughs> costs down. Yeah,
0: but then you're you're battling uh, the federal government and that is actively demonizing these reliable baseload sources across the board natural gas coal oil and nuclear 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 I've gotten better at nuclear I think over the years.
1: Look I mean I think it's frustrating but I think it kind of just works itself out
0: better work itself out it's fucking hot here i can't have my air conditioning go off
1: well like if it doesn't then people will move it just will take some time um but uh you know i think like a a private enterprise like ERCOT, like if they want to invest in renewable energy then feel free to do that right
0: yeah people are trying to zap us and they can't because
1: (laughs) i wanted to argue with that because it's not a fucking private fucking enterprise but okay Fair enough. Next topic. What would, to
0: would you want to argue with? Capso del soon. Um, oh.
1: No, I just, this idea that, that like ERCOT is, like ERCOT is an independent grid, yes, but like this idea that like they're independent of government and that they're fully private enterprise is complete psyop.
0: Well, nothing's independent of government if you're running with that line of thinking. <laughs> no,
1: but especially utilities. Like utilities, there's no free market period.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can make this argument for Twitter too. Like they had FBI agents embedded and like they were not free from the government.
1: No, no, because there's an argument you can use TikTok or you can use LinkedIn or you can use whatever. But like you move into a home, you move into a home and your jurisdiction just depends on what utility you use. Like this is like this is the problem across like actually Texas is a little bit unique in it because they let their are very unique in it because they let their rates float their their end user consumer rates float on relatively a free market while other places will just straight up black out and not raise your prices. But like one of the overwhelming issues we have with utilities in general is we have scarce resources, whether that's power generation or whether that's fresh water and and we're not charging market rates to end consumers. Um, so, so the market doesn't actually have an ability to work itself out in terms of consumption. And that's because m- utilities are not really private entities.
0: Mm-hmm. No, the utilities are
1: like when, when I utilities, when are I more pri- my- like, you're,
0: you, like the utilities are more private than ERCOT. I think it works like ERCOT is the closest to the state and then below them, you can have utilities pop up. We just need to figure it out. This energy policy is killing our grids. It's gonna kill people. You imagine if we had blackouts and it's 107 degrees. Like if you have like really well, bad am I, blackouts. Am I
1: correct? Am I correct that end consumer rates like if you have your air condition on mm-hmm. yesterday, like you were getting charged more money? Yeah. Like how much more, do you know?
0: I don't know. You'd have to look at
1: like what's your your base kilowatt hours like ten cents, eight
0: cents? around there like in, spike it's like up to like 40. Day.
1: holy shit. so like people are probably already I mean in the winter people die for sure because they don't have heat it's harder to die the opposite but it's been pretty hot down there I mean I there's probably deaths already happened
0: yeah yeah
1: that's nope. definitely happened in uh in the winter when the great freeze happened remember that
0: yeah right when I moved here Thank God I had a natural gas stove. I could still cook bacon and eggs.
1: Well, anyway, Bitcoin fixes all this shit, but it's just going to take a little time and uh, government will get in the way. Yeah. Well,
0: well, that's my biggest worry <laughs> is that the industry itself is going to get in its way by like running with this narrative to appease these insane governments with a renewable build-out because that's what's happening down here. All these miners are going like, hey, But it
1: does incentivize renewable build-out
0: yes because the subsidies exist
1: no it incentivizes all build out it incentivizes power generation period no no
0: No, because of the subsidies like you get like you drop like your overall capex and it makes the numbers work whereas like if you were to mine on a solar or wind farm purely and not have interconnect with like natural gas all else equal it doesn't make any sense
1: All else equal, mining provides incentive for novel power generation that might not make sense otherwise.
0: No, but for wind and solar, it doesn't make sense at all without the subsidies because if you're a mining operation, you want to be running 24-7. And as we just saw, like the wind doesn't blow in the summer. Shocker, it gets really hot out because the wind's not blowing and then uh, the sun sets every day. And so like if you're mining on a pure wind or pure solar operation, like you're not going to have hundred percent uptime. Like the only reason these mining operations that are using wind and solar and they're running with that have the ability to get hundred percent uptime is they're also connected to natural gas power plants as well. And they have this lower blended cost because of the subsidies for wind and solar and the renewable energy credits. complete shit show like we should be using denser forms of energy not less dense going back to wind and solar what,
1: what i think is going to be really interesting is um the ai compute entering the conversation um so like right now like for all these different AI models and whatnot, they have like all they have all these GPUs running. Um, they all have all these chips running, and it's it's kind of similar. They consume large amounts of power um, in the learning time, like when they're actually like the models are learning. They don't need high bandwidth, but in general, they need more bandwidth than Bitcoin mining. Um, but they can also be turned on and off at will, for the most part, um, unlike Netflix servers or something like that. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, they can do demand response on AI just not as much. It's
0: they not definitely not as good, much.
1: But, but anyway, um, like there's such big money backers on that side. Um, and I wonder and they're very like established entrenched players. I wonder how much that changes things. But um,
0: well that's what I think the trend is going to be co-locating. Like if the AI industry wants to get ahead of this narrative battle that they're definitely going to Experiences as we have here in the Bitcoin mining industry, like the trend is going to be, and you're already seeing Bitcoin miners begin to implement this Iris who we mentioned earlier. They also mentioned in their filings that they have HPC compute co-located with their miners. Crusoe Energy um, has been doing that for years now. And that's actually, it's a great way for a Bitcoin mining operation to number one, diversify revenue streams. Um, the HPC compute for AI is, HPC, that's a redundant. HPC is high-power compute um, or high-performance compute. Anyway, that is really high margin. So if you want to supplement your mining margins, particularly in bear markets, it's a great thing to have. And then for these AI, coming from the AI side of things, like if they want to get ahead of this narrative, they should definitely be co-locating with Bitcoin miners to have the ability to engage in more robust demand response from their operations to essentially cater to the zealots out there like hey we can serve electricity back to the grid because we have this bitcoin miner that we can turn down and still make a lot of money doing the ai stuff
1: yeah so i mean in practice it's obviously not the same but it's similar um and i i wonder the those people coming into the conversation how that changes things because um, it's kind of funny like if you think about the overlap it actually is um like a lot of the ai people are either former shit corners or current shit corners that were like fudding proof of work the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that now they need like their own variety of that. So there's like a whole group that like not only is now incentivized to um, pressure their lobbyist friends and whatnot. Um, but also, uh, they were actively a lot of them were actively anti Bitcoin mining. Uh, so they've, they've, they've flipped. It's kind of interesting. This should be interesting to see how it plays out. So I want to go back, Marty, just real quick. Like, so let, forget America for a second. Um, you think there's no like place in the world where without subsidies, that like there's a solar energy operation that is profitable just because of Bitcoin mining? Like in the yeah. deserts of Saudi Arabia or some shit?
0: No, because the sun sets every fucking day, and then you have to supplement that with battery infrastructure, which is extremely expensive and not anywhere why, near.
1: Why would they need to supplement it with battery infrastructure?
0: Because you can't store the energy overnight <laughs> if the sun's down. Like, yeah, but you don't producing.
1: need to. You're just mining like an off grid, like an off grid operation that was just you, mining Bitcoin. You
0: can't mine overnight without the batteries. The sun <laughs> is not producing energy.
1: Yeah, so you just mine during the day.
0: Yeah, which doesn't make sense for a miner.
1: So, you, there you you think there's not a single situation where the numbers make sense without subsidies?
0: I mean, you'd have to. It'd have to be. And is that
1: just short? Is that just today, or is that forever?
0: <sighs> you need the when batteries. We agree on the, maybe you can get a lower blended like, cost if you have like a connection to. Net gas or something like that. But again, that lower blended cost is being driven by the subsidies.
1: No, no, I'm saying no subsidies. Like we already, I mean, I think we already agree on like the hydro front, right? Yeah. Hydro uh, makes a ton of
0: sense that can produce 24, seven, like the micro
1: hydro that's happening in Africa or whatever. Like just, it just would not be like, you're able to make money off of that in places where you just wouldn't even generate any power. Yeah. Um, and it's stranded. Yeah. And like geothermal in El Salvador.
0: Makes sense. Again, because these are reliable sources. Somewhat reliable. I mean, we saw in China that you had the great migrations of miners from coal plants to hydro plants during rainy season. And so outside of rainy season, the hydro there wasn't as reliable, but there are areas in like Paraguay and um, what list is doing in Kenya. Like there are they seem to be reliable sources of hydro energy.
1: I just think like, we're not like quite there yet, but there's like as Bitcoin grows and becomes this, you know, standard money of the world. And there's just raw incentive to just consume, generate and consume cheap energy. Like, there's just going to be some like crazy people, like, they're crazy stranded projects So like, I can't, I don't pretend to like comprehend. Um,
0: yeah, it all comes back to reliability. So, geothermal, hydro, definitely more reliable than wind and solar. And then you think about it, like, you're not going to spin up, again, the battery capex is going to be way too much, in my opinion. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, I just
1: don't know why you're using batteries.
0: Because the sun goes down, and so you, you build out your solar farm to a certain extent where a portion of it's mining bitcoin during the day and then the other portion of it you're is better charging just the batteries adding
1: more, you're better off just adding more miners and just mining during the day only
0: no that doesn't make energy
1: sense the efficiency of the batteries doesn't make any sense
0: yeah but then it doesn't make sense to only mine for half the day because it extends your payback period and then you're racing against the rest of the world that's plugging ASICs 6 with reliable energy sources that can mine 24/7 and push up hash rate and eventually make your your payback period never
1: i i think the argument that like the the concept of renewable energy is a psyop and like your argument of like wind and solar is that is not renewable and it's just like this idea that is it, that it's called renewable is ridiculous but i like firm i just firmly put myself in the camp of bitcoin incentivizes more energy generation, more efficient energy generation, and 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 in all different scenarios. Like look at what you like just said. Strand, the stranded stuff is crazy.
0: Look at what you just said. More efficient energy generation. Wind and solar is not efficient energy generation. It's very inefficient, very unreliable. i Completely agree. It will incentivize more efficient build out. Should be nuclear. Um, should be net gas. Should be coal, hydro, geothermal. Behind those three. Um, That's the problem with, like. I agree, they're not renewable either. The front end of the supply chains are very dirty. Um, They're not reliable, which makes them inefficient. It's not sustainable without subsidies. Noted. Um, But everybody's been psyoped into running with this narrative. The Bitcoin mining industry, if you're out there, stop running with this narrative because it's gonna gonna destroy the Texas grid, again, because these subsidies are pricing out. What
1: is (laughs) gonna? These uh, subsidies
0: are pricing out the construction of reliable baseload sources like natural gas, coal and nuclear because they simply cannot make the economics work because they're going up against a highly subsidized wind and solar industry. And from a capital allocator perspective, it's like, well, I can't invest in this net gas plant when I'm going to get all these subsidies over here. I have to go build the wind and solar farm to justify. That's the only justifiable action I can take as a capital allocator investing in these projects because the subsidies are, are too sweet.
1: Yeah, I mean, fuck subsidies. I can agree with you on that. We should just get rid of subsidies across the board.
0: Yeah. You probably couldn't buy this kind of panel. Muni on a zap.stream As of 2022, the world record for solar cell efficiency is 47.1%, set in 2019 by multi-junction concentrator solar cells developed at National Renewable Energy Laboratory. Yeah, so like the peak efficiency is 47%. It's laughable. You have a hundred percent efficiency with nuclear and natural gas, unless there's like a pipeline freeze or a sensor going down, which happens rarely, and you can prevent that pretty easily by weatherizing your your systems. Uh oh.
1: Okay, whatever. <laughs> Next topic.
0: It's an important topic. Bitcoin mining can help. It's very nuanced discussion uh be trust acquires african bitcoin talent development from koala it's pretty big
1: yeah i mean kala is awesome it was an awesome aw- it, it is an awesome initiative um our friends bernard uh are involved there Abubakar is involved there i believe um and to be fair uh there was a little bit overlap because i believe abubakar is on the b trust team um i'm not sure if, if uh, bernard is but uh, it seems like it, it makes a lot of sense this, this uh merger of sorts um where b trust is 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 there for funding um and and then Kala actually does the in-house training of bitcoin developers so uh, for those that are not familiar abubakar is a bitcoin core contributor from africa um and and part of the inspiration for kala was let's get more uh, core developers young africans to to contribute to to bitcoin so um this is this is both both projects are awesome both initiatives are awesome and it's great to see them join forces it makes a lot of sense
0: to me yeah shout out to car shout out to Trust, Kala it's happening it's happening next on the list this was really cool to see BTC Pay server partners with Spiral and LDK to develop a BTC Pay app a mobile app um, that'll obviously be leveraging the lightning development kit to help Brick-and-mortar businesses accept non-custodial lightning payments on mobile. It'll come with NFC accounting, receipts, refunds, lightning note on a phone. LSPs will be integrated. It'll be non-custodial and easy to use. Um, So Pavel next announced this in Riga at the BC Pay Server Day. Earlier this week, uh, I don't think anything's been launched yet, uh, but this is really cool to see. Uh, Non-custodial mobile app with an integrated LSP following the way of Zeus and Mutiny here. It'll be really cool to yeah, see. Yeah, I mean,
1: BTC pay, BTC pay is awesome because you can accept Bitcoin uh, without trusting a third party. Uh, but the main trade-off is you have to run an always-on server um, somewhere. So the dream is is quite simple. The dream is that a merchant should just need to have a mobile phone or an iPad or something. Um, and they'll be able to accept Bitcoin uh, without giving up custody, without trusting a third party, and without having to do the requisite KYC that a lot of these custodial merchant processors require.
0: Yeah. And I'm actually excited for this because obviously BTC Pay has been around since what, 2017? 2018 maybe? we implemented it in 2018 into the website. So I think it came out before that obviously came out before then, but they've built a lot of powerful tools over the last five or six years. And I imagine they'll be able to easily port those into the mobile app. And I mean, having accounting receipts and refunds built in will be massive. I don't think it's, I've seen that um, in many, many of the POS services for Bitcoin that are out there to date.
1: At least not on the self-custody ones. No. Like this is a proper open source project. You can run it yourself. But anyway, it's great to see.
0: Yeah. Uh, support for Mercury Wallet. Important announcement if you're using Mercury Wallet. Uh, it's going to be discontinued as developers are focusing on Mercury Layer. So for those of you who are unaware, Mercury uh, has really been pushing the idea of state chains. Um, state chains are a way to exchange private keys without sending an on-chain transaction Um, And so they have this new blinded MPC off-chain protocol layer that they're going to be leaning into with Mercury Layer. Um, And so they're going to decommission the original Mercury wallet. And so those services remain available for three months uh, from this announcement, um, which is the duration of the state chain. Um, So look out for production release of Mercury Layer uh, later in Q4 of this year. State chains, interesting uh, scaling solution that really isn't talked about as much these days.
1: I, I think I, my understanding is that end users won't have to do anything because their state coin expires and it becomes a on-chain, on-chain. UTXO. But I'm not positive. Um, but yeah, if you have any funds in Mercury wallet, definitely figure out what that answer is and withdraw.
0: Are you us on state chains?
1: State chains are interesting because they're not custodial if, if the state chain operator, or at least state chains as Mercury has implemented them, they're not custodial if the state chain operator is uh, a good actor. So it gives them regulatory protection, but they're not... They, they can still be rugged like the, the state chain operator can be a malicious entity and can be uh, one of your peers at the same time as they're running the state chain and they can cheat you. So it's an interesting trade-off balance. Um, it's not, you know, it's, it's there, there's, there's an element of trust there, but the fact that they can argue at least from a regulatory point of view, that they're not custodial, um gives them some protection at least on like the kyc side
0: yeah it's a very unique scaling solution like being able to move exchange private keys without moving utxos again in a somewhat trustless way or trust um, you have some trust in the setup Um, a trust
1: minimized way
0: yeah trust minimized way I can see it picking up steep especially if um mempools don't clear
1: yeah i mean it should be interesting um i kind of like the idea of them going for like the straight up l2 approach and we'll see how it works out more options the better
0: how does the denominations work are you able to put any size UTXO? or they have denominations
1: no it's set denominations
0: that makes sense uh this is big news this week. Talk about good news. You from can the think government. of
1: them as it's like they're coin swaps, right? So like yeah. you can imagine you have like you have ten million sat token, I have a ten million sat token, and we exchange the token.
0: Yeah. Our SATS cards state chains. Um they're physical state chains in a way. Um, no. <laughs> bear instruments. Just pass it along. It's funny you said that Carlos. Yeah, I mean it
1: depends. If you use the if you use the Sats card, uh, the default QR code that's on it, then then maybe you could compare them. But if you generate your own, uh, the the next nine addresses, if you generate an address yourself, um, you don't, you know, uh, CoinKite can't rug you. Yeah. Um, Or at least it's much more difficult for CoinKite to rug you
0: shout out to CoinKite kite sponsor the pub and that's funny you brought this up carlos because before i came in I had my wallet out there on my desk and i thought maybe i might may need my wallet to pump the sats card because i have a bunch of them in there and i didn't bring it in so i can't pump it
1: like you understand do you understand marty like what the risk is Of it's like so like if you're if let's say you're mercury wallet right and so you're running the state change server and then you're also the person I swap with. You can steal my money in that situation.
0: Would it be the other way around?
1: So it's not like it's not like
0: if you're a running the server setup. and you're sending it to somebody, you could rug them.
1: Yeah, as 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 long as as long as your count if your counterparty in the state chain is also the operator, they can rug you
0: if your counterparty, the sender, right? They can rug you. Whoever you're
1: swapping with.
0: Well, why would they rug you on the receiving end, the receiving Bitcoin? What do you mean? Like, why would a coordinator, if they're receiving Bitcoin, rug somebody? How could they? They're getting the Bitcoin anyway. What's the rug?
1: I mean, you could swap a private, if you're, because there's two, there's, so Mercury wallet uh, allows coin swaps. So you're swapping private keys with people. Um, Or you can send them the coins you have or whatever. Um, If they're on the receiving side, like, yeah, like you're, you can't get rugged from something you're sending to someone else. Yeah, Um, But if they're a swap participant with you, or if, um, yeah, if, if there's if there's a swap participant with you, they can rug you. If they're going to send you money and rug you, I guess they could. Yeah, like a double spend. You send them a product after they send you money. They could they could rug you there too. Yeah. But like a lot of people use Mercury Wallet as a privacy tool, right? So they go in and you know they they get their state coins and then they swap them with others. And there's no way for you to tell if those others are the operator. And if you swap with the operator, they could rug you. Now yeah. the argument is. They have, first first of all, uh, the main argument is if they act maliciously, um, they open up themselves to people not using the service and, um, you know, criminal prosecution or something because they're like known actors. And then second of all, uh, they have uh, cryptographic proof of rug pull. So if they do the attack. Um, you can show cryptographic proof, like, look, they, they scammed me. And then as a result, there should be social pressure attached to it. So that was one of the big innovations they came up with, um, in their trade off balance was proof of rug pull, which I thought was kind of clever and interesting.
0: I like proof of rug.
1: Like if Binance steals your money, you're like, what you're like posting screenshots or something in finance post, <laughs> steals your money. But if, if a state chain steals your money, you're able to post an actual cryptographic proof that anyone can verify themselves locally.
0: Yeah. Pretty what cool. Do we think? Is finance going down?
1: I think it's overblown, but, uh, yeah. We shall I see. mean, I've, I've been pretty there. They still haven't yet. <laughs> it, it could, saying. I still think their biggest risk is a fucking cruise missile, but, or at least a metaphorical cruise missile.
0: And even that's low risk. Cause nobody knows where, finances yeah like,
1: but i mean CZ is a relatively public figure
0: don't they have like 18. 18 They're different corporate headquarters bank. yeah
1: they probably have more than that wouldn't surprise me but anyway if binance rugs you you can't you can't cryptographically prove it but if state chains do you can not
0: good to know i like state chains think they need more tech this is big news this week. Uh, the Financial Wait. Accounting Standards Board. Yep.
1: Oh. oh, we were just talking about Binance. Did you see like more details came out about how much fraud Barry committed?
0: Oh yeah, the uh, what was it? Eighteen million dollar loan with no maturity, no interest rate, and,
1: and it was like uh, it was when he had insider knowledge that Three Arrows was going to collapse. FTX still was operating, and he was like he knew everything was about to blow up.
0: Yeah. Well, there it was anyway. two parts. So he did something in like May of 21 and then in June like he took the loan out then bought a bunch of Bitcoin or something like that yeah. to feed in the GVTC. I feel compelled
1: to bring this up because most of the people fanning the flames of Binance going down, um, also defended Barry in his suits. So, um,
0: and digital or Genesis sued digital currency group this week too, right? Did you see yeah. that?
1: Yeah, it's a clusterfuck. And, uh, and it's it's just, uh, to me, it's interesting that like, this is an ongoing clusterfuck and you hear more about Binance than you do about that. So,
0: yeah. Do you think the Grayscale ETF gets approved? I can't imagine with all this. Oh, you know, is Grayscale separate from Genesis? Yes. Is it I think separate the, from DCG? The key, no.
1: The, the most important thing for them about winning that sec case is uh, GBTC is like the only thing that's making the money right now. And, uh, the, and they have a shit ton of it themselves because they hold their own shit coin. And, and regardless, the discount decreased because of the lawsuit. So, and they're collecting 2% on, on total assets under management. So, um, I think they already kind of accomplished their goal and they really don't want an ETF anytime soon because then all of a sudden they can't charge 2%. Yeah
0: it's a clusterfuck i think maybe that's everybody's expecting binance to be the <clears throat> blow up that ends the bear market but it could be digital currency group genesis grayscale
1: but they are they already blew up they're the ones that fucking caused the whole fucking thing and uh, they're like at the nexus of everything that they're went still bad alive. like luna fucking ftx block5 fucking gemini has a 1 billion dollar hole in it um like it all goes it all goes back to barry everything is like barry was intimately connected to all that fucking shit and um if if you know not your keys not your coins like like every like i personally think like solvent exchanges shouldn't mind bank runs because if you're solvent it shouldn't fucking matter um so i think everyone should just withdraw period always and always hold your own hold your own keys but uh, if we're going to talk about Death Watch and you're going to make comparisons to Machinsky or BlockFi, um, which I think CZ is a whole different character, like there's no strong comparisons there. Like, why are no eyes on crypto.com? Like, why is, why aren't people fighting crypto.com? Um, crypto.com, who who spent a shit ton of money on the L.A. stadium, who spent $100 million on the F1 stadium, who was literally created out of an ICO to begin with, that did all of these fucking crazy games. And I think the argument is, is crypto.com doesn't threaten um, the U S financial hegemony. Like crypto.com doesn't threaten BlackRock's control over Bitcoin. So um, they're not being called out, but I I can't, to me it's amazing that crypto.com still exists. I mean, crypto.com has
0: a lot of the parallels to FTX like exchange and crow yeah, token, crypto. token I
1: think it's like really comparable to Celsius yeah like super comparable to Celsius
0: yeah I've heard about crypto.com in quite a while they've sort of skated under the radar but yeah they have that LA Stadium F1 or sponsor of the UFC they spend a well.
1: hundred million dollars on a year of F1 sponsorship
0: and do you know anybody that uses crypto.com like what is their user base like
1: I don't know a single person neither do I they have great SEO though. Like people want to buy crypto, they type in crypto. dot com, right?
0: Yeah, maybe that. Maybe yeah. Maybe there is a large user base that we're just not connected to at all. It is a bummer watching the UFC and having them having to, seeing them having to shill crypto. dot com every fight.
1: They're everywhere. Yeah. I fucking love F1 and it's all over the place, but F1's also just like inundated. All the shit corners are all Tezzos. over F1. Shout out Five to B- there.
0: BTC Turk holding crack, it down.
1: Kraken's on, on there. Um, I think uh cash app is a sponsor of team Red Bull.
0: Yeah. Cash app FTX is. FTX
1: was all over there yeah. for a while
0: see Tom Brady is now uh a Delta spokesman
1: the airline
0: yeah uh, I would drop Delta stock
1: that's scary I like flying Delta
0: yeah yeah.
1: it's a bad sign
0: just got the kiss of death the greatest quarterback of all time
1: I do I do like that though he's like "Fuck, I need to do something safer like what is safer than (laughs) like a top four airline
0: uh, I don't know the airlines are about to strike too it's
1: like the most but it's like the most neutral sponsorship you know
0: yeah fly Delta Tom Brady does it's
1: like uh, he could have done like uh, like a water company or something you know like very neutral
0: yeah 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 he should have gone like smart no one's gonna water get angry
1: like at like yeah Dasani <laughs> like, no one's gonna be like <laughs> oh fucking Dasani rugged me
0: yeah, he'll 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 become the, the Sani spokesperson and then a couple weeks later it'll come out that they're leveraging con Congolese slave labor to get their water bottles. Well made. that
1: wouldn't surprise like Nestle does fucking crazy shit. I wouldn't be surprised if Coca Cola does too.
0: Yeah. Um Speaking of crazy shit, this was, uh, I don't know if this is a surprise or this was expected, but earlier this week, Financial financial Accounting Standards Board, FASB, as it's commonly referred to, unanimously voted to approve long-awaited accounting rules for Bitcoin and other digital assets. New rules will require fair value measurement, aka highs and lows. Expected publication date is by the end of the year. So this rule is not official yet, but it's looking like it is going to be by the end of the year. It won't go into effect until 2025, but companies will have the option to apply them earlier if they would like. And I think there are a lot of companies that would like to uh, uh, apply these accounting principles, um, fair value accounting principles to their Bitcoin stacks. The way I understand it, um, these companies have been forced to, how how are they forced to account it now? Like where are they? So
1: super fucked up. So this is like the scale sailor school of Bitcoiners. Fuck This is like their arch enemy. You know how like Marty, like how passionate he got about the demand response and and minor narratives or whatever, like the sailors of this world, this is their singular focus. This has been their singular focus. And it's because it's fucking ridiculous when MicroStrategy owns Bitcoin on their balance sheet. Um, If the Bitcoin price goes down they have to adjust it and say, and, and, and you know, adjust for the loss and say, you know, we bought Bitcoin at 30K, but now it's worth 20K. So it's worth 20K on our balance sheet. But if it goes up, it goes to 40K or whatever, they can't readjust unless they sell it. So you can buy Bitcoin at 5K. It could be fucking 100K. And you can't reprice that um, at any point up to the upward side. You can only reprice it on the down. You have to re- reprice it on the downward side and you can't reprice it on the upper side. So it was completely malicious to any public company that wanted to hold Bitcoin on their balance sheet because it made it look like it was a horrible investment to shareholders. So this changes that.
0: Yeah. Pretty big. Yeah, because imagine having to like force sell wash trade to get back in just to make it look like your business is doing as good as it is.
1: Well, like the argument was... I think the argument was that like, it's how they treat illiquid assets. So like, uh, you have like art on your balance sheet. I mean, <laughs> that public companies have art on their balance sheet, but like they have art on their balance sheet. It's It'd be a little bit ridiculous if they could easily mark up that art to like $10 million or something on like some illiquid trade. But like, obviously Bitcoin shouldn't, that shouldn't apply to Bitcoin because Bitcoin is one of the most liquid assets in the world, if not the most liquid, depending on when you want to sell it. Um, so yeah it's i mean
0: sailor's probably this
1: is good for public companies that are want to stack stack sets
0: how (laughs) like what does this do for valuations of these companies in bull markets like that never occurred to me
1: yeah i mean that was the thing right it was like during the bull market microstrategy wasn't able to like everyone had to redo like there was there were savvy investors that were like doing the math themselves. Um, but like publicly, they couldn't re revalue it. So it was a completely misleading numbers. Yeah. But that's the argument. So like someone like MicroStrategy, he did it regardless, right? He said, fuck it. But that's the argument. Some of these, um, you know, larger corporations, one of the, some of these more mainstream corporations say for why they don't put some of their treasury in Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, but yeah.
0: So the public market institutions are coming because of FASB. Shout out to FASB.
1: Marty. The institutions uh, already came and they got absolutely wrecked last cycle.
0: <laughs> is is BlackRock going to get wrecked?
1: I hope so. If no they fuck get- around, they'll find out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not getting wrecked. Um, shouldn't say that. It's bad juju, but. Mac and Cora implemented additive batching with RBF for on-chain transactions. (laughs) Uh, Mac and Cora allows Africans to send and receive Bitcoin without internet access. It combines USSD technology with Bitcoin's lightning network. Um, So now they can spend sats to an on-chain address as well, which is pretty big. So
1: Manchuric or whatever.
0: I'm going to go with Mac and Cora. Is, um, Mac and Cora.
1: Presumably easier to pronounce um, for locals, uh, but it's this—it's just because it's, it's it is a custodial wallet that you can use with uh, non-smartphones. So, like, a lot of people in Africa still have phones that can just do text and call, um, and you can use this service to send Bitcoin with those. They also have, like, different integrations with M-Pesa and some of these other... Uh, mobile money, fiat stuff, so you can move back and forth. Um, Obviously custodians are trusted third parties, uh, not your keys, not your coins. Um, But I thought this was an interesting story because um, it shows the natural incentive uh, of Bitcoin's fee market. Uh, These custodians uh, all have to use scarce block space. Um, That scarce block space comes with a minor transaction fee. And that minor fee they have to pay or their users have to pay. Um, And particularly in parts of the world like Africa, where users are quite sensitive to uh, transaction fees and cost, um, the operator has a direct incentive, financial incentive to make their transactions as efficient as possible. And that's what we're seeing here. There's no regulator that's saying you get these subsidies if you are more efficient with our common good which is this block space um it's just the pure free market that is incentivizing efficient usage
0: yeah it's beautiful to see free market can solve problems is bitcoin the only free market left in the world
1: yeah it's the closest we've ever had to one um at least in the modern age
0: it's not i know what you just said oh fuck! for it's not your mic it's the uh cicadas in the background whatever those are
1: no, I said, "Oh fuck!" Uh, because uh, Jack's machine in the chat said that Brady is also a Hertz car rental sponsor guy too now, and I love Hertz. Hertz is my favorite uh, car rental company.
0: You can't use them anymore. At mm. the Tom Tom Brady smudge. How bad is it? That it has but, the has the goat fallen that far from grace?
1: uh yes I'll mute myself uh to try and reduce the cicada noise they're like surrounding me and being quite loud right now
0: I like it I don't mind it
1: can you hear the boats in the background faintly well next week I'll be back in the studio freaks
0: yeah Ted 79 is saying hope you guys kiss and make up after this do not do we have to kiss and make up
1: no i i love you like a brother (laughs) um i enjoy the arguments and uh noisy as fuck bugs i enjoy the arguments and uh you know i look forward to the told you so's whether that's from you or from me yeah but like life is short the told you so's keep you going you know in (laughs) two years three years there's going to be all different told you so's going back and forth and and it'll be great
0: uh it'll be interesting to see the told you so around Christmas we should do something I mean this may be the longest running bet we've ever had on the show I think we have to when
1: when mempools don't clear before Christmas we're gonna make Marty's gonna have to do the Christmas rip just by himself it's just gonna be a single frame of just Marty Logan will be in the background and uh it'll just be his 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 apology episode
0: I'll be wearing a, a velvet sports coat smoking a pipe we'll have some uh some whiskey. It'll be good. It'll be a nice Christmas rip.
1: It would be fucking hilarious if they cleared on Christmas Day. Oh,
0: yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. That's what's, what's going to happen, knowing my luck. Uh, we've got one more topic before we head to Boostergrams and software updates. El Salvador is bringing uh, Bitcoin education into public schools as part of the curriculum in 2024 uh, this has been a big initiative by me premier bitcoin a lot of the guys from ibex have been working on this shout out to Carlino; i know he's been pushing this pretty aggressively down there they run uh, a bunch of pilot classes over the last couple of years and it seems like it is going as the headline says to officially be uh, implemented into the public education system this class and i've seen the textbook uh it is what you would want from a bitcoin lesson uh, it's built by bitcoiners shout out to carlino and others who worked on this um and yeah it's uh, like a fucking
1: awesome project yeah they're doing it the right way and uh like if you're going to go to a government school it'd be nice to, for the government school to teach you about freedom money so it's great to see
0: yeah I should give and a shout I, out to john dennehy too as the founder of me premier bitcoin
1: I still think like to this day, the El Salvador story is a little bit misrepresented. Um, To me, the El Salvador story has always been a grassroots story. It's a story of grassroots Bitcoin community in El Zante um, that grew big and grew successful to the point where their federal government couldn't ignore it and they had to choose if they wanted to play ball or if they wanted to fight it and they chose to play ball. And we see the same thing happening with this this was not uh, the, the Salvadoran government saying, we're gonna create this new Bitcoin curriculum. This was um, a private organization that decided to just build it out, take some charity money donations and, and, and build it out and run with it and start teaching classes. And Bitcoiners came from around the world to teach classes. Um, and then the government couldn't stop, couldn't not pay attention to it and brought it into their curriculum. Which is, that's how we win. We win from just neighbors helping neighbors, people standing up, um, working together from a grassroots level um, until we can no longer be ignored.
0: Taking initiative. Rob Hamilton had a great message and lesson when he was on TFTC a couple of weeks ago. If not you, then who? If you see something that needs to be built, whether it be a mini script implementation or a grade school level Bitcoin class, curriculum go pick it up go do it if not you then who don't wait on somebody else to do it shout out to the me Premier bitcoin team big ups and again i've seen the textbook it is uh it is what what you would want youngins high school students to learn um getting into getting into bitcoin how to create a private public key pair what i love is how to send bitcoin yeah it's super practical yeah
1: it's almost like it's like uh, it's almost like trade school. It's it's super practical. Like, what do you actually need? What do you actually need to use Bitcoin? Yeah.
0: All right, we're on to the top four boosts from Rabbit Hole Recap Two Sixty Eight. The suits are here to protect us. You're gonna, the suits are going to give you a big Such hug. A good
1: name it's one of our best names for an episode.
0: You need to figure out your node management. Uh, first boost, top boost of the week from CumRocket, Rocket sixty nine thousand four hundred twenty sats reboosting failed sats for Citadel Dispatch. Hope your summers have been well. Are, Peace, G's. Are are
1: you using uh, are you using Custodial Wallet for RHR?
0: Yeah, I use Falcon.
1: Yeah, this is just this is because I I'm being I'm being obstinate about using a Custodial Wallet. I I actually have a fucking direct channel. Like I I ZBD runs fucking the custodial wallet for Fountain, and I have a direct channel from ZBD. Um, that I like personally requested because their team is awesome, and uh, I still get failed payments, so I don't know what to do.
0: Yeah.
1: The good news, freaks, is if a payment fails, if my split fails. You get the virtue signal of supporting the show, but you don't actually have to pay me any sats. They go directly back to your wallet. So this is best case scenario for you. Do as big of a do big boosts that just will fail potentially fail, and then you get to be top of the list, and and you don't actually get charged for it. You get the sats back.
0: Matt is immediately going to switch all of his lighting addresses to custodial <laughs> services after this. So <laughs>
1: you can don't just verify. You can check.
0: Um, Bon is in the Zapdot stream. Comments making me read his comment to come rockets. Uh, boost. Say the line, Marty. Come rocket 69,420 sats. Cheers. Thanks, Bon. Uh, at Eric 99 50,000 sats. Stay humble. Stack sats. Thank you, Eric, as always. At Pies 5,000 sats. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, and at Bon giving us a boost of 4,567 sats. What's that backwards? Fact, factorial? Five, four, four, five, six, seven. Uh, be Beware, Freaks. Beware. It's also good Great advice. advice. That's Thank you, top-
1: Freaks. We appreciate the support.
0: We do. Top four boosts from last week. If you're zapping, unzap.stream, boosting, be podcasting 2.0 after the live stream is done. Thank you means a lot keeps us coming back
1: every nine nine and come rocket haven't missed a fucking episode in months Mm, thank you guys we appreciate it
0: we love you these software update sections are getting a bit obscene
1: that's good me a quiet quiet end of summer week and and the list is filled with software updates it's bullish
0: 20. We've got 20. 19. Last bullet's uh, not really a software update. All right, we'll start it out. Not at all. <laughs> ten ten one iOS version 1.2.5 has been released. It's got non custodial synthetic USD using DLCs on the Lightning Network. This is really cool to see. Um, I believe 10, 10, one is leveraging Crypto Garage's. Uh, extension signatures to do dlc's on lightning and they've added a uh, synthetic usd uh, to their product suite so um, essentially taking a, an equal long and short position to stabilize the value so if you don't want to take the the price volatility of bitcoin you want to create a stable uh, us dollar exposure you can do that now via 10101 they also have uh, bitcoin lending services i believe as well or dollar lending services using Bitcoin as collateral. Actually, that might be false. I think they may have like trading strategies. Can um, you
1: take the dollars off the app or is it just like you want it? you just keep it pegged in the app and then you take it out as Bitcoin when you want.
0: Yeah, I was wrong. They're not doing uh loans. They're doing CFD trading using DLCs. Sorry. for. I the, think this uh, is
1: like, you're just like pegging Bitcoin to dollar amount and then, but withdrawal and deposits are Bitcoin, not, yes stable coins or yeah
0: whatever. it's a bitcoin circular economy
1: you're yeah. essentially going you're going like one one short on bitcoin right and yeah. it creates a synthetics us dollar peg thing
0: yeah stability pools and the fediment protocol are trying to do this uh you have galois stable sats which using use an okx to do their um their futures trading on the back end to create that stability. And this is just another implementation of this using DLCs contract for difference. Um, which is big. We've been talking about this for years. It's cool to see it finally implemented. Shout out to the ten ten one team, uh, mutiny node version 0.4.16 has been released. Zap and Nostra contacts have been added. This is cool. I've been seeing a lot of screenshots. I connected my Nostra public key yesterday. Uh, and it's cool to see um sort of like a social feed within your beauty wallet so go check that out peach bitcoin specifically
1: one that's interoperable so you don't have to have like a different contact list for every wallet which is awesome
0: yeah yeah paving the way there mutiny boys uh peach bitcoin version 0.3.0 has been released they open source the code they have full wallet functionality group hug and global south expansion so peach chugging along here um open sourcing the code great to see um, and they mention it in their blog post. Peach the company is still unbanked, getting revenue in Bitcoin, keeping its reserves in Bitcoin, paying its collaborators in Bitcoin. See collaborators, yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's just uh, a little bit lost in translation there. Yeah,
0: pres- um, like it's contributors. Yeah, contributors, not collaborating. Other than like on the they
1: like pay they pay all their 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 proper Bitcoin company they pay all their bribes in Bitcoin.
0: we kid we kid Uh, Bitcoin is
1: awesome this is great to see
0: yeah Bitcoin tribe version 2.2.3 has been released they have additional border wallet functionality added to that Um, so this is a multi-sig wallet first probably right
1: yeah Yeah. but you can use it in single-sig too mobile wallet has whirlpool integrated and we talked about the border wallet functionality this just improves it a little bit yeah um but they have a uh, sparrow has incredibly clean border wallets functionality on desktop and their their integration here at least from a ui perspective is very very clean
0: i like clean i like clean UIs, slogan what do you think about clean uis squeaky what do you think about clean utis Put the mic down. Didn't want to answer that. Logan's got a UTI right now. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Is that uh is that over the line, Logan? I'm tired. Are you gonna call HR? Please don't. Uh Breeze SDK core version 0.2.3 has been released. It comes with dynamic fee selection according to the LSP and more. Moving along, uh, LibWally Core version 0.9.2 has been released. It's a recommended upgrade. Um, so I I assume if they're recommending the upgrade, you should upgrade and there will be a, a vulnerability disclosure at some point in the future. Is that a correct assumption there, Matt?
1: Our Zapstream just died. Yeah. Oh because right. I didn't top up the wallet. I Rest thought in. I could make it by the end of the episode.
0: Rest in peace.
1: We're still live on every other platform. Um, what was your question?
0: Is LibWally being a recommended upgrade, signaling that there may be some disclosure to come in the future? Or
1: It seems like that, yes. Yeah. But when I li- don't know how many people are using it. But.
0: um I don't either, but if you are using it, it's recommended that you upgrade. It's usually wise to to upgrade when they recommend it. Uh, this is cool to see. Bitcoin's cryptography library Libsecp256k1 version zero point four point zero has been released with n- new Elswith module. Uh, Peter Wola announced this. Earlier this week or last week's release adds a new else SWIFT module that implements alligator Swift encoding for public keys and X only Diffie Hellman key exchange for them. Uh but my pay grade. Yeah, same. Permits representing alligator yeah. Swift permits representing Secp P two fifty six K one public keys at sixty four byte arrays which cannot be distinguished from uniformly random. Mm-hmm.
1: That this seems. is what's used to generate our private keys, which is, you know, obviously incredibly important to the entire system. Uh, so that's why we're tracking it, but way above my pay grade on what has changed.
0: Yeah, it seems like they just increased the security of the private key generator um, with the 64 byte arrays. It'll be interesting. And so, like, this isn't every private key generator, this is ECDSA, obviously, with Taproot. We got Schnorr as well. So that's another way to create your private public key pairs. It should become more prominent moving forward. Nuthash wallet browser extension released.
1: Nutstash.
0: Nutstash. What did I say? Nuthash. A little spinism yeah. there. Nutshack wallet. All right, I'm calling HR. That was <laughs> that was over the line. I'm calling HR. I feel attacked.
1: It's okay, Logan. It's below my line.
0: <laughs> Nutstash is a custodial Lightning wallet for your browser. The extension embeds the Nutstash wallet app within their browser, available on Chromium based browsers and Firefox. Um, seems like an Albi competitor. This is, no, it's uh, no, the eCash wallet. Yeah. That's what I'm looking yeah. at. It. No, Was it's it a
1: called? custodial eCash wallet. Just. It's What's just it? they released a browser extension.
0: So they rename it to Cashew or is this completely different from Cashew or is this no,
1: completely? No, it's compatible it's compatible with Cashew, but it's a different uh project. Yeah. That's why it's called Nutstash.
0: Ah. Cashew is
1: named after Nut. You I get, get it.
0: it? I get it now. A little slow, but I'll get there eventually. Uh Ronin Dojo version two point zero point two has been released. We got a hot fix starting around September 1st. We began seeing a few reports that the Ronin install resulted in indefinite spinning during installation via the UI. We had seen this on rare occasions due to internet issues. However, when we realized this was a trend related to a Docker dependency in the Dojo software version we were using, uh, which was version 1.18.1, they immediately acted to create a hot fix. So if you were seeing that indefinite spinning problem during your uh, the installation of via the UI, they have fixed that, so you won't see that spinning anymore. And then Ronin UI version 2.3.0 has been released, and they have a new pairing page. Um, page will help users to easily choose if they want to pair with their Dojo Electrum server and in the near future, Samurai Wallet Whirlpool, uh, making it even easier to use your node with Sparrow Wallet. Uh, or any other wallet that supports Electrum personal servers. Uh, RGB version 0.10 has been released. It's pretty big for RGB. I've seen a lot of people talking about this on Twitter. It's a stable release. RGB is confidential and scalable client validated smart contracts for Bitcoin and lightning embraces the concepts of private and mutual ownership, abstraction, separation of concerns represents post blockchain touring, complete form of trustless distributed computing. It's been around for a while. I saw, I believe it was Igor as their head dev was saying that it's been five months since the first release of RGB version 0.10 and today we're thrilled to make the stable release of RGB command line tool and runtime library for desktop and mobile integration. So it seems that the RGB team is confident that they have a stable software project and are moving on to the next steps. So go check that out if you're interested in um, unique scaling solutions and assets on Bitcoin talked about the BTC, btc pay server mobile app announcement earlier btc btc pay server version 1.1 1.4 has been released if you're running this uh on the desktop uh btc pay servers uh, they have a minor update recommended for deployment stacks which were using mysql and sql late back in in the past such as Raspberry blitz umbrella and MDCOS os so if you were using btc pay server with those you have some improvements there and they fixed a uh, migration to Postgres error. It has been introduced a few versions ago. So some bug fixes there. Fountain version 0.8.0 has been released. It comes with music, podcast player, and performance updates. This has been really cool to see, um, the evolution of podcasting 2.0. The Podfather himself has started a new podcast, so essentially um, uh, a basically a radio show. It's called BoosterGram's Delight. Um, let me find it real quick. Uh, but essentially, he's like update-
1: playing music, and then they're splitting <laughs> it to the musicians depending on the park you're listening, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So they're—I believe—they're plugging into WaveLakes Index. Um, in any songs that are uploaded to WaveLakes Index come with a lightning. Uh, public key that you can send sats to and now via podcasting 2.0 as you play those songs within a podcast and people boost in that particular um section of the podcast the sats can be split to the host of this show with adam with booster Grand ball he'll get a cut of it and then a cut will go to the artist uh that produced the song that he's playing at the time of the boost
1: specifically dynamically depending on when you send it, which is the difference yes. right now, uh, yeah. like right now, as it's sta- like previously before this podcasting 2.0, we could do splits on an episode level. So if you had different people, different episodes, you could do different splits, but this actually gives you granular control where you can do different splits at different parts of each episode.
0: Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Love to see it. Love to see it. Shout out to the pod father, shout out to fountain, shout out to wave lake. Open protocols and open money. It works. Uh, LNP2P bot version 0.9.0 has been released with TypeScript support. Uh, Mostro version 0.8.0 has been released The a Lightning Network peer to peer exchange platform on Nostr, uh, developed by the creators of LNP2P bot. Um, so that's been released. Snort social version 0.1.13. 1. Has been released with new design and native key storage for Android. New design looks pretty hot. Looks pretty hot. Do you snort at all?
1: I, I, occasionally, I like snort. Snort solid. Yeah. It's one of the best. Uh, it's one of the best Nostra clients out there.
0: Primal launch content moderation system for Nostr. It's been big. I saw a lot of people complaining. I think
1: we, I think we talked about it last week, but I just wanted like the formal blog post was out, so I put it in. I put it in the list. Um, but it basically gives you complete fine-tuned control over moderation on the client side, which is exactly uh, what I always wanted to see Twitter do, and it's it's fantastic to see Noster clients picking it up there.
0: Yeah. There's so many goddamn Nostra clients out there. Current app version 0.1.2 has been released with UI improvements and more. It is react native client on top of Nostra that comes with a built-in lightning wallet. It's available on iOS and Android.
1: I mean, that's the beauty of it, right? Marty is like, you can have like one of these, like Y Combinator, Silicon Valley VCs, like they want to create like a new protocol and, they try and like bootstrap like a bunch of different clients to make it seem like their protocol that has the coin or whatever has actual real value, but meanwhile, like Noster is like this complete organic viral project, and we have more well-maintained clients um, that any of these like VC fake engagement projects.
0: And these clients, and these clients can automatically bootstrap user base. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. Uh, moving on, outside Noster updates: Graphene OS version 2023-09-02-00 has been released. This versioning that Graphene runs with is very, very peculiar. This is just uh, the date. I know. Graphene OS, uh, as you guys know, is open source uh, mobile operating system. Um, trying to see
1: privacy and security focused.
0: Yes. So they got a bunch of updates here. Go check that out if you're running graphene. Um, and then last on the list, Ben Ark went and scooped Nostr.com three years ago. And now he's trying to sell it for $5 million. Um, for those of you unaware, Ben Ark. Uh, is he the founder of Bits? I believe so, right? Yeah. Uh, and running that project, uh, he basically put this post on Nostra. Hey, I'm looking to sell this by September 20th. Yeah. 20th of September. So if I you're mean,
1: it's looking- a very odd post. I've never, like it really caught me off guard, um, to just put that out there with quite an outrageous price tag on it. I mean, domains are shit coins and that's coming from, uh, someone who's a hoarder. Um, but uh it's his prerogative if he wants to sell master.com and it's whoever wants to buy it can pay whatever price they want to pay um i mean i don't know who no one's gonna buy it for anywhere close to five million uh like it almost feels like just a singular offer to dorsey like maybe (laughs) dorsey will scoop it up it's like who else would fucking buy it um but i i put it on the list because first of all um I know Twitter is having their own bear market arguments about drive chains and transaction fees and security budget and all that bullshit that everyone likes to argue about over and over again, even though like it's just been completely exhausted of any kind of, yeah, it's super tiresome. In the Nostra area, we get to argue about new things. We get to argue about Nostra client moderation. We get to argue about trending algorithms. And we get to argue about the Noster.com domain being sold. Um, so it seemed highly relevant, at least currently in Noster. And, and the big thing I want to say is, um, it doesn't matter who owns Noster.com. Like, that's the whole point. Like the value prop of Noster is whoever owns Noster.com doesn't have any more control over the pl- protocol than anyone else. Um, and it's why protocols are, are are what we need open protocols are what we need rather than more centralized platforms um so we'll see how this plays out we'll keep track of it um but uh if you want my advice don't pay five million dollars from nostr.com uh because you're not going to get any extra influence over nostr for it
0: well let's have this discussion because we know how the saga of bitcoin.com went and yeah ben said it explicitly In his offer post, um, or his ask post, um, this is only going to go to somebody that's going to steward it correctly.
1: Yeah. What does that even fucking mean?
0: Not take it and make like Noster cash, pump Noster cash on people. I don't know.
1: Or like have like a custodial, like a custodial, like non-sovereign Noster client on Noster.com. Yeah. Which you could, like that could be a reality, but I will just go back to Bitcoin.com, like as much as it pissed us off that Roger was essentially committing fraud under the Bitcoin banner by selling people Bcash and calling it Bitcoin um, and trying to use this influence over the website uh, to do influence on Bitcoin, it's important to realize he failed. Um, Yes. like uh Bcash, look at the Bcash chart and tell me where Bitcoin.com changed that. <laughs> and it didn't. Um, and I, I think Noster.com is, is quite similar in that regard.
0: Yeah. If you go back and read Ben's post, it looks like he's in need of funds to run Bits. That's why he's saying that he's selling Noster.com. If nobody buys it by September 20th, he's going to keep it, do something with it down the line be an integration with Ellen bits in some way. So,
1: yeah, look, it'd be nice if it was controlled by the community, whatever that fucking means. Um, but, uh, domain ownership is inherently centralized. It's like, uh, and it's, it's a complete shitcoin. So uh, there's no, there's no easy solution for any of these things, but I will say like, when was the last time you went to like HTML.com? Like where we're going, it just doesn't even fucking matter. Um, and, and where, you know, I.
0: Where are we going?
1: Yeah. What?
0: Where are we going?
1: We're, freedom. Freedom. Are businesses is going to exist. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, businesses will exist. Um, but uh, these centralized systems that require so much fucking trust, man. Um, are getting obsoleted. They're getting obsoleted gradually then suddenly. And I think that's that's the case. There's a similar case with domain names. Like I just, um, or like domain influence. Like I, I think like the end of the, the, the the end of the centralized platform is is already upon us. It's just not evenly distributed yet. Like it's not priced in yet. People don't realize yet
0: yeah that's actually a interesting topic to tap into the double click if you will or VCs now we say double click um I was thinking about this this week like timing I've
1: never heard that phrase before you've
0: never heard double click oh it's so annoying
1: well like let's unpack this We'll double click it
0: yeah we'll double click so dumb Um, timing timing I've been thinking about the timing of Noster like I said earlier, it's crazy how many clients that come like just removing ourselves from like an investment lens, but just like any type of like putting ourselves in like a tech adoption lens. Like, do you think it's a bit too early for Nostra to go mainstream? Do you think the primitives of the protocol will allow it to um, scale up a lot quicker? Something like mobile apps did two decades ago.
1: I, I think a decade it's, uh, and a half ago. it's not, I said this on Noster. I said, it's not early. It's not late. It's right on time, which apparently is a Gandalf quote. Is it I really? I not know that at the time.
0: Wow. Yeah. You sort you look yeah. like a young Gandalf, sir. A
1: lot of, a lot of people <laughs> in the comments like, oh, so now, now you're gan now you're hitting those Gandalf fucking quotes. <laughs> um, I think, I think it's right. Like it's literally right on time. Um, and I think. I think the election cycle will show it, but I mean, we've never, censorship, manipulation, surveillance, like we've just never been to this level before in terms of our reliance on centralized platforms. Um, And it's more important than ever that we have this parallel system, that we have this parallel system that doesn't require permission, um, that we have this freedom tech. And in, in that regard, Um, I almost think like we're, I think we're earlier on Bitcoin than we are in Noster, which is ironic Mm. because Noster's younger. Um, because I think the dollar takes longer to die. If you actually read the mandibles, the dollar takes longer to die. Um, but like centralized social media is already dead. Like they, they've, they've killed our boy. Uh, like it's just not fucking priced in yet um so i I actually think we're a little bit earlier on bitcoin at least in the developed world in the developed world where people are spending ungodly amounts of time on social media um that are basically like people have dedicated their lives to these fucking centralized fucking slavery platforms um they will find the need for something like nostr before they find the need for non-us dollar money um just because like that's the state of the privilege, like the privilege, like they have better privilege in the dollar system than they do in the social media ecosystem. Um, so that's kind of how I look at it and I'll quote Gandalf while I do it.
0: No, that makes Absolutely. sense. To me. Was, I talked to Max Webster last week, and the way he described it. Like it is when you factor in like AI what you can do with shout out to Pablo, um, data vending machines, oh. By and the way, I should, we
1: have Pablo in the comments. NDK 1.0 came out three yeah, hours ago. Yeah, I was going to say
0: that. Yeah. Um, he had a he had a link to the yeah. Note the time on is the Zap time is stream. now, right? Yeah. The what, time do is the, now. what do you think? What do you think the biggest need at Nostra is scaling?
1: No, it's Sc- just. Well, ironically, like one of the best parts of Nostr, and one of the biggest friction points is the Lightning integration. Um, So, part of that is just on the Lightning ecosystem, not even on Nostr. We have too many people on custodial wallets; it's too hard to onboard people in a relatively sovereign way on the Lightning side, so they can experience Zaps. But we're getting, we're improving on that front steadily. And then on the, uh, on the specifically on the Nostr side, it's all about the onboarding it's all about the onboarding on the apps and it all comes out of the apps. Like you shouldn't have to read a guide. You shouldn't have to do anything. Um, yeah, Pablo mentioned Munity. Immunity has been making great strides on that front, at least on the sending side. We still need to work on the receiving side. Um, that's partially just limitations on LNURL. Uh, but but like on the Noster side, like people are used to an experience, right? They install the TikTok app. They follow the three-click flow, four-click flow, and they have a TikTok account. And it gives them some kind of feed that is already populated. They don't have to go and follow people. They don't have to figure out what relays they want to connect to. They don't have to do all that stuff. And the beauty about Noster is we'll always have power user clients. We already have power user clients, and they're, they're fantastic. They've been improving steadily. But we're also going to have mainstream clients. And those clients can actually have, which is hard to think about right now, um just because of where we are in, in in current Nostra ecosystem but because it's not centralized um, we actually have the opportunity here to have clients that it's easier to onboard onto Nostra than any other social media platform you like try and create a Twitter account and it's like asking you for your phone number and then it's giving you a captcha and then it wants an email address and it's trying to do this and it's trying to do that and you're going through like And then you want to get verified and then you know you you do go this through this whole additional verified process and you want to do this you want to do that that all adds friction there's a situation what i expect to happen in the next six months to a year where signing up for nostr creating a nostr account is the lowest friction across all social media period um and then actually using the app can be can be quicker can be quicker and more performant and obviously you don't have the censorship issue so the UX can actually be better than centralized social media. We can actually beat them on all fronts, um, and then the censorship resistance is just a benefit. Like the the fact that you can't be rugged is just a side effect of just being better social media. Yeah, that's you how know, we win.
0: That and I think like protection, and security of like the private key, so you don't you can get rugged. You can rug yourself.
1: I just, I think that matters a little bit less to be honest. Really? Um, I think it matters a little bit less, like obviously for big accounts, like that's important. Um, but like what we're competing against, like the status quo where like people just get SIM swapped and shit and can't get into their accounts. Um, like if you have to compromise someone's private key locally on their device, it's just a whole different ballgame, right? It's not like... Think about the Twitter hack where, like, fucking Biden and, and like, the other big people... Like, we could have had a fucking nuclear war or something, and it was because of fucking... The admin console on Twitter got compromised. And whoever compromised that admin console could access every single account, any account they wanted to. God, um, You don't have that with Nostr. Now, I think there's, like... There's clever different ways that we can handle the Nostr private key security. I also think... Um, there's a lot of work that can go into key rotation. Um, so for instance, just like this is left curve IQ stuff. Can you do MPC
0: uh, with these keys? It's actually no, no. a question No, no, think about this,
1: Mauri. Just think about this, like, and this is very basic. This is not implemented or anything, Um, you know. Like you, if, if you have a backup private key and you sign a message that says this backup key Is where i'm going to go if i broadcast a certain message and you get compromised and clients respect that and switch to your new public key um there's things like that 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 you can do without changing much um and there's a lot of different clever ways we can handle that but i will say that's not the friction point because when people are signing up they're not thinking you know am i going to get rugged in 14 months or 16 months or 20 months like if anything the default now is that social media is rug pull technology and you're going to probably get rugged at some point, like people create Twitter accounts and lose their whole account and get suspended like two months after they create it. They're kind of used to it, unfortunately, is that situation. So I think like, if you were actually going to go by like priority list, that's a little bit farther down the priority list, but obviously is a pain point. And for those of us that are on Noster a lot, and have put like a decent amount of effort in that existence, it'd be nice to have some semblance of, uh assurances that you know we don't have to that that we won't like just lose access that someone will compromise our account and take over our account because we just fuck up a private key paste somewhere
0: yeah yeah i like that ethan tuttle saying in the chat Mm -hmm. noster apps will add censorship as a feature i.e auto filtering content for niche use cases that'll definitely happen yeah yeah that's so i mean like on the
1: primal yeah, I, I think
0: we'll know that Nostr has made it when you have four chan on Nostr.
1: Primal updates, primal update, like that primal update we were talking about with the moderation, for instance. Um, first of all, you can choose people's mute list, so you could be like, "I want to mute everyone Odell has muted." Um, so, so, like, you can subscribe to even an individual censorship list, right? Or you can subscribe to, and keep in mind, it doesn't stop the person from posting; it just stops you from seeing it. Um, like the Red Cross or someone could have like their own censorship list and you could follow that. But also like, what does Primal do? They have a not safe for work list. You can, you can check if you don't want to see like porn on your feet or whatever. And they manage that. But the key is user options, right? The The key is that the user has full control and that ultimately comes down to private key ownership. Because even if the client doesn't give the user control, they can move to a different client, um, which is key. But Um, I'm seeing Pablo in the chat saying that Fiat Jaff wrote a proposal similar to that and like where I come from with that concept, right. Is like, I wasn't familiar with that proposal, but where I come from, from that concept is like, let's pretend, uh, or not let's pretend. Do you remember when MVK in the early days of Noster accidentally deleted, he sent a broadcast message that deleted his public key. Yes. Um, It was about like eight months ago, he was in Domus and he like pressed delete account and he thought that just like logged him out of Domus, but instead it sent a broadcast out to Relays that was like, I don't want you to acknowledge my account anymore. And it was a feature that JB55 added because it it was supposedly some kind of app store requirement. Like the iPhone app store is like you have to be able to delete your account. So like he added this feature and some relays listened to it, some relays didn't. You like couldn't see his notes in certain clients, but you could see it in other clients. And like, what did he do? He like messaged me on Signal and he's like, I fucked up, like this is my new pub key. Like, can you like send out a fucking note? That's like every case of this new pub key. Um, Well, like you could automate something like very low left IQ. You can automate something like that where I sign a message with my current private key that before it's compromised is like, this is my backup key. And if something happens, move to that key. It's a very simple, simple plan. But without that, I could even just be like, Marty, like tell people like I'm compromised and this is my new public key. It's like not great, but it's like not the end of the world.
0: No, I mean, if I was evil, I would just create a fake Odell public key and say, Matt's moved to this. Yeah.
1: If Marty says this is Odell's public key, don't believe him. I'll <laughs> use a different trusted actor for that. Marty's barred.
0: I'm barred.
1: Yeah. It's Gigi is my trusted actor. If Gigi says it's my public key. It's probably my public key.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but I honestly think that's overplayed. Like, I think that's not really, especially when you compare it to the status quo, like people fucking, like the Twitter accounts, you know, it's like American HODL, how many Twitter accounts does American HODL have?
0: I think he's up you know, like it's 16 fine. or something like that. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. like,
1: you, and like, that was like bare minimum verification. I was like, dude, just fucking at least like send me a message on some other channel. He was just like, Hey, it's me. I'm back. <laughs> so everyone's like, Oh, Huddle's back.
0: Yeah. You knew his, you, knew, you know, his voice when he's back.
1: I mean, it was fucking Twitter. It was a text, but yeah.
0: The voice written voice.
1: I was always the guy like behind the scenes, like messaging him through a different channel. Like, is this one actually you like can you please like post a PGP key so that we can verify going forward? He's like, nah, I'm just, I'll message you. you (laughs) I'm back.
0: No, I agree. I think the timing is just right too. Especially if election season rears up and censorship gets crazy. And the UX is at the point where it's easy for people to onboard. It's like, Hey, come over here. You can, you can talk about when Michelle Obama enters the election and you, You want to talk about her potentially having a penis. You can do that on Noster.
1: Uh, yeah, I think, um, I think the election cycle this year, this next election cycle in America, at least from the American point of view, will be, will be particularly interesting because this is the first one under Elon's Twitter and it's the first one where we have Noster existing, um, I think. I think logic dictates that censorship only increases from here. There's no way that censorship trends down on. On these centralized platforms. No. There's a massive wasp, like right in front of my camera.
0: Get some gasoline. You got it. Don't swat at it. You're gonna piss it off.
1: It's fucking huge.
0: <laughs>
1: so where else are we at?
0: That's that's all I got.
1: <laughs> Not trying to get fucking stung by a wasp on this fucking show. Yeah,
0: it's a character builder, you know. It, w- it would be good content. Um, we may have our disagreements about the Texas energy grid, viable mining, but freaks, we get through them, okay. It did trigger you a little bit. Why why did you get triggered?
1: No, I mean, you just went, like, into, like, a 10-minute fucking rant about how, like, if your energy costs are expensive, like, produce more energy.
0: If reliable and it's nuanced, it's very nuanced. Well, like, if it's not reliable,
1: it's not more energy. Well, it can be. I just and think any- there's, like, not that much nuance to it. It's, like... I agree. If you don't have well, enough electricity, produce more electricity.
0: No, produce reliable, like electricity.
1: Yeah. There's I mean, n- look, if you're, if it's not reliable, you're not producing electricity. Like I think no, I, you, you can simplify it. It's more. very
0: clear that they are producing solar and wind, wind energy in West Texas.
1: I mean, they're clearly not, not. I mean, you pulled up the chart that shows they're not.
0: Yeah. Then why would we, like, why would you think that it would work in the future? in the Sahara.
1: Look, I think I I think Bitcoin mining in the future is just someone accused me of uh accused me. Someone said I got a little bit high before this episode. Um when I was talking about earlier. But I look, I have I've had a long-term thesis that Bitcoin mining trends to negative in terms of um,
0: profitability like or? electrical
1: cost no, no no just because it trends to zero but it can go even it can it can drop below zero it's such a it's such iris a iris just proved not because it's a top top like a proper free market it's it's such a it's such a competitive business that not only does it trend to zero it trends below that because you can use the waste heat to not just like government programs or whatever but you can use the waste heat for different things uh we're going to see like bitcoin miners and boilers and stuff like that um but i just I think it's a narrow mind it's a little bit of a narrow minded view to think that um, that in a world without subsidies there won't be certain situations where it's still profitable to mine on wind or solar uh especially in like a stranded situation um like logically in my head, I just, it, I, I, I'm i a believer in free markets. And just like, if, if people can find a way, they'll find a way. Um, so I don't know if that is actually as a concept. I just, I think this idea of calling them renewable is fucking scam. Um, but at the end of the day, they're just practical. You're just, you're just trying to generate efficient power as cheap as possible. And people will find different ways in different places It'll be kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, like running with that, like you certainly could plug in a bunch of S9s at a wind farm, connect to a wind farm, and if you're not paying an electricity, you'll be profitable. You'll be utilizing that electricity, but I find it hard to believe that it's going to be free, especially if it's subsidy-free. Um, and if your goal is like profitability, these things I guess
1: I... I guess my point is, is like um, in a world without subsidies, in a world without energy subsidies, um, <laughs> I see John Delaney, there'll never be a world without subsidies. Um, I, don't, I don't know if that's the case because um, there already are places in the world that don't have subsidies obviously. And I do think that Freedom Tech shrinks big government and from a practical point of view. Um, and the fact that you can't have fiat printing and all the different derivative scams that come from that do change the dynamic to a degree. But like if solar panels aren't competitive, then they just won't be produced. like the, the like the market should work that self work itself out on that front um, and and miners will have different will have different angles to try and, you know, increase their margins in whatever specific situation they're in. Um, and like things like, uh, I don't know, like a, the hydro stuff, I think is like such an obvious example.
0: Agreed. Like the
1: stranded hydro stuff, but like the stranded title shit is really interesting to me um, where you can do like tidal energy plays where the, the hardest part was running the, the transmission lines back to shore, but if you don't need to worry about the transmission lines, then all of a sudden you're, you're in ball game, and all you need is a cell phone internet. Um, so like, I, I don't know if like that argument is um, yeah, I, 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 I feel like if you want to like talk about distilling the argument, like the, the distillation of the argument is like, is you, if your energy costs you too much generate more fucking electricity yeah and like bitcoin miners are kind of irrelevant to that except that they incentivize generating more efficient electricity always
0: that's where we agree and they'll figure out ways to incentivize efficient energy and that's my whole point solar and wind is not efficient at all i mean
1: because we can even get to a point where like
0: hydro the tidal waves geothermal no nuclear. but we can
1: I mean, you don't know where we are in 10 years or whatever, five years, like we could be in a point where like, fossil fuel energy costs are significantly higher than than solar power without, without subsidies. And in those situations, like in those specific situations, like miners will probably be the ones who seize it or like, uh, nuclear energies, like, there's never been a really like this strong incentive for any kind of stranded nuclear or micro reactors. Um, or fusion, even for that matter, which is might be a scam, but no one's ever been incentivized to do fusion before. Extremely, extremely cheap energy that were like royal energy markets until they were able to do it secretly and mine Bitcoin with it. Um, so I think, I think like if we want to talk about a free market. The crazy free market to me is proof of work. And I will never, you know. Like, like miners, you know, especially miners that I'm not invested in are welcome to do whatever fucking tactics they want to do to try and make a profit. And if they fail, they go out of business. Boom.
0: Yeah. Um, when you went on that monologue, uh, mentioning nuclear particularly, uh, sparked a memory of a headline that came out over the weekend on Sunday. This is actually pretty big um that sort of verifies your your thesis here um not particularly with bitcoin but bitcoin will play a part in this oklo um is very close to a lot of bitcoin miners i believe and so they're building small modular reactors and they finally broke through the red tape uh, and they're working with the defense logistics agency energy on behalf of the u.s air force uh, to put some of their smrs uh, at the alaska base which is a big first step for them um, so yeah, I shout mean, out, shout out to Brian get and team at Oklahoma. This is like a big win for them. I
1: mean, I don't know if we classify them as, as SMRs. I like, I, they, there's a very engineering focused field and they probably, um, if they heard me classified as an SMR, they'd probably be like, no, it's not that for whatever reason. But like the military's had them in submarines and fucking aircraft carriers and shit,
0: yeah.
1: uh, for decades. Um, So it's good to see more progress on that front. I'll say there's a lot of progress on that front in Tennessee. Um, But you can see, like, I mean, would we, yeah, like I could, you could have a completely stranded operation that was literally just powering Bitcoin miners and all you need to sell internet. And you could even not have a newer population. You'd be completely fine. You get the cost down enough.
0: Yeah, We're going to
1: win. There's going to be more cheap. John Delaney- Good point in the comments um, that solar uses hydrocarbon up front, so does wind, so costs are correlated. I agree with that. Um, I will. I will still say, like, look, obviously not a solar expert, but uh, my like residential like bug out solar panel or whatever, and like maybe like yes, is partially funded by subsidies depending on how you go down the supply chain. I'm sure it was. But, like, the $60 solar panel that I have that, like, charges my battery bank in addition to my generator, if power goes out, they've made (laughs) insane strides on that thing.
0: That makes sense.
1: like, Like, eight years ago, though, like, that thing is, like, it can output 100 watts, and it's, like, this little foldable fucking solar panel. Like, I couldn't fathom that five years ago, six years ago. So, yeah.
0: I agree there. I mean, that's where it makes sense. Where it's supplementary in case stuff goes down. That makes a lot of sense, but like powering a grid with it. doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, the cool part is you don't need a grid in that situation.
0: Yeah. It's been a fun one. You enjoy. That looks beautiful behind you. Green, the blue, the cicadas, the hornets, cicadas.
1: There was a wasp. Wasp. Hornets are like, what's the difference between a hornet and a, like, hornets are, like, particularly nasty. I think
0: wasps look more like bees.
1: I, wasps bite you, and they can survive after they bite you once, so they can keep biting you, but hornets sting you and die when their stinger leaves.
0: No, that's bees. Hornets are within <laughs> the subset of, they're a subset of wasps. <laughs> Tell us more, Logan. He got really triggered. He was, <laughs> bees die I when know, they sting Logan you. jumped in. He got very noted. triggered. I could see him stop being wrong. wrong. He physically reacted to your description. He was like, no. I
1: don't think we've ever. I don't think we've ever had Logan come in so hot <laughs> on a comic before. We've noted. We appreciate it.
0: Who knew? Uh, what is the? Uh, what is it when you study bugs? Entomologist. Yeah, you're an entomologist. We've got an entomologist we have producer. Jared
1: straight in the comments saying he loves no Noster but is overtaken by people who believe the sun is fake is that like a legit group of people
0: never heard the sun is fake I mean a couple weeks ago we talked about space potentially being fake moon landing being fake nukes nuclear warheads being yeah this,
1: fake. the fake sun the fake sun one I hadn't heard that narrative yet
0: my skin would beg to differ I get very sunburnt. um so if it's not the sun but, what is doing that to me?
1: But anyway, regardless of that, like, look, Noster's early. Um, there's not, you know, that many users on it. Um, and a lot of them are specifically focused on Bitcoin. Uh, but uh, this is growing pains. Like, be the change you want to see in the world. You want to post something non-Bitcoin related on social media? Then post it on Noster. Um, go repost people's things from centralized social media and make apps for it. And uh, the thing will get built out. You don't start from, well, after Noster, you won't have to ever do this bootstrap process again because you can just use the social graph from Noster. But um, (laughs) these things take a little time.
0: Takes time. The timing is perfect.
1: And it helps, though. Somebody tried to well actually me.
0: They were wrong. There you
1: go. Well, I didn't try and well actually you. And they were in the comments.
0: Well, actually.
1: um, Yeah. I just think uh, it's similar. It's a similar situation. I haven't used any social media other than Twitter in a decade. So I don't know exactly like what the hell's going on on Facebook and LinkedIn and shit, but as a long time Twitter user, I can easily state that, uh, the trend that Twitter is going in has made it a very low bar for me to switch to Noster exclusively. It's so fucking noisy. It's so fucking manipulated and garbage and just such a waste of time. Like you just feel bad using it. And I it's it's very it reminds me very similar to like the Bitcoin PayPal thing like no one with a straight face is ever going to tell you like, Oh, I could just use PayPal if you tell them about Bitcoin. Because PayPal has a horrible user experience and censors everyone's fucking mess. And, uh, we'll see that on steroids with social media and Noster.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Twitter is really, uh, becoming a pretty shitty product.
1: Oh, he's just saying that people are overly conspiratorial. Uh, so he took a break. Okay. I mean, that's fine. My Twitter circle's like that too, though.
0: It's funny. Cause I don't see any of that stuff. I get yelled at for bringing up Marty Jones stuff. Marty's part.
1: Marty. Yeah, if anything, like, Bitcoin, I mean, if you've been on Bitcoin Twitter for a while, it shouldn't be that much of a change.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us this week, freaks. It's been fun. You enjoy the rest of your stay on that little island getaway. I think we'll have a party rip next week. And hopefully, we don't get into an energy battle.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm tough. We got a lot of great people coming to Nashville next week. So if you're coming to Nashville, I look forward to kicking it. Um, we have both Grassroots Bitcoin and our Global Bitcoin Summit, um, and our typical Bitdevs and the open house. So I look forward to kicking it with you all. Marty, this was a great rip. Logan, thank you for the Hornet Wasp knowledge. Uh, appreciate you, Freaks. Stay humble, Stack Sets.
0: Peace and love.